At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Let me introduce you to safecubbies.com. Safecubbies.com offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your office space into a safe, workable, and functional environment. Their cubicles, dividers, and modular workplace systems can be customized with graphic branding, sneeze guards, whiteboards, acrylic sheets, and magnetic panels. Most importantly, most of the surfaces are made of non-porous materials, which make for easy cleaning. Adding to the professional series, there are private room solutions as well as their classroom series. SafeCubbies.com is a local company with over 15 years experience working with the nation's leading modular display manufacturers. Give them a call at 754-216-1071 or visit them online at SafeCubbies.com. Once again, that number is 754-216-1071 for SafeCubbies.com. Let me introduce you to another sponsor to the podcast. You break wheel repair and remanufacturing company. Tired of your wheels? Give your car a new and refreshed look by powder coating them with, with a new color. Even make it heat, hurricanes, or dolphin colors. They have 5,000 custom colors to choose from. Wheels faded and scratched? Renew them with our in-house wheel refinishing. They also repair cracked and bent rims while also offering in-home service. They also offer powder coating and full metal refinishing on many other metal items such as outdoor furniture. U-Brake Wheel Fix has 15 years experience based right here south of Aventura in North Miami. You can check out a gallery of their work at U, the letter U, Brake Wheel Fix on all social media platforms. For information, call 305-748-0112 or you can also visit them on the web at ubreakwheelfix.com. That's the letter U, Brake Wheel Fix. Com. That number again is 305-748-0112. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. And we're on and welcome to a regular season edition of three yards per carry i'm alfredo artiaga simon clancy is here chris kaufman is here and of course this episode is brought to you by biscayne bay brewing company whether it's their miami pale air their saison my favorite their tropical bay you're just saying that you say it every week i know it's not your favorite i know i know i say it every week but it's it is my favorite it's the one that i buy the most Okay. Although they're they're Marlins they said you, lager. They said do free bad. shit. They said like, do free shit. Free shit. I like the Lager. I like the Lager. I, I yeah. we all, I love the Lager. Who doesn't love the Lager? <laughs> but of course, you can get yourself a six pack at Total Wine, ABC Liquors. They're local. They're a local brewing company. Get it at Publix. Have it delivered to you via Instacart. For more information, go to biscaynebaybrewing.com. Now Simon, I'm going to go to Simon first here. My little carrier pigeon came back with a message from my boat captain and told, and tells me the package has arrived in the old world <laughs> and we're waiting for to pick it up. 
It was raided today. It was raided today, so I couldn't be asked to go to the post office. Okay. All right. That's generally true. Okay, because we expect a review on the podcast next week, Simon. (laughs) Yeah. Do we now? Do you want a video? Well, we could put a video on on the Three Yards Per Carry account. I don't know. Next week we did. Off of Twitter. Literally nobody wants to see me shaving my balls. (laughs) (laughs) But tell us of our fine sponsor. Yeah. I mean, I say it every week, but don't have hairy bollocks. And the reason you don't have hairy bollocks is you can you can buy the lawnmower 3.0 because it essentially does the job for you. You don't have to sit in the bath and shave. You don't have to try and put a mirror under your ass and make it look like, what on earth is going What is that? I've got a, something's <laughs> winking at me. Ball deodorant, ball cleaner, ball sweat remover, just knob towels whatever you need these guys have got it to get rid of knob towels i'm pretty sure they, there must the be a packet toner. of knob towels don't, in don't there. forget the ball toner ball toner is that something because i went to the gym the other day and asked for ball toner and i got thrown out <laughs> so you had to bring your own and next time oh, you go see. to the gym you might have it in hand the ball wow toner, that is. yeah i was gonna say because <laughs> i get thrown out again if i walked in with it in hand um <laughs> So yeah, so I'm pretty sure that on next week's episode, I will be able to tell you, what I might do is just rub some shiny testicle on the microphone. You can sort of hear it sort of Yeah, and even though you won't be able to see me, you'll be able to feel the dexterous deodorization of the ball deodorant. So yes, Buy your Manscaped 3, buy your Lawnmower 3.0, use the, uh, use the promo code 5 RLS. That's right, isn't it? 5 RLS. 5 RSN. It's five reasons. Oh, five yeah, reasons. of course. And you get 20% gone, off. 5 RSN. It's gone midnight here. Yes, 5 RSN. Um, yeah, I mean, I was sorry. I had too much ball deodorant gone on my nose and it made my head go all, all lightheaded. So, yes, this time next week, I will tell you what it feels like to wear deodorant for your bollocks. All right. That was, that was perfectly red. You see, you see, Chris? <laughs> uh, that, that's uh, how you Yeah, Chris. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your personality vacuum. Uh, I think, I think, I think we could. I think I could have done better. Maybe so poor. Maybe possibly. Maybe maybe we'll switch roles next week. And Chris does the the ball deodorant ad. And you'd have to send me. You'd have to send me some uh, some ball toner. Yeah. <laughs> have you asked Ethan for stuff yet? Because you know. No, I haven't. I should. Yeah, you I should, should ask for that. stuff. You know, like you yeah. can have a big deal around here. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? So no, that's kind shit. of a big deal around here. Yeah. So as for shit. Speaking of a big deal, did you guys see uh, Tua in his in his jersey? That was a big deal. Yes. Simon, are you, gonna ca- are you gonna are you gonna blow that up into like a twenty four by thirty six and carry it I mean, around I've like seen... a like a portrait of Idi Amin everywhere you go? I've, uh, yeah, I'm gonna put it in a frame and walk down to, walk down to the post office, get my bull toner with it. And then rub my ball toner and my balls on the picture frame. Um, th- it would it would have been more exciting if I, I hadn't spent yeah or not, Chris. You don't you don't know the uh, the component texture of the ball toner. It could just That's be true. Smooth. That's true. It could be. I'll, I'll tell you if it's greasy or not. I'll stick it in the WhatsApp and then we can. Let's not use those words. Yeah, uh, that's the first time I've called her the WhatsApp. But um what was i saying uh we were talking about, about uh tua and uh, Idi Amin. oh yeah and I naturally mean, if, you went to balls 
if I hadn't seen, well, absolutely, it's my default setting. If I hadn't seen him for the last month wearing a dolphin shirt and a helmet, throwing it around, then I would have been much more excited. But as it is, I'm, you know, not even moist, quite frankly. He's officially, I guess, and I guess you could bring us into the news right now. But if something were to befall Ryan Fitzpatrick, we could see him playing this Sunday. And I guess that will get us into the the news of the week, Simon. Yeah, I mean, the news is that all the shit players have gone and all the good ones have stayed. Um, <laughs> Including Josh No, it's, inter- it's interesting. Josh Rosen obviously gone to Tampa. Um, we've... Uh, we have an extended um, we have an extended practice squad list of sixteen players. Uh, some interesting names on there, but I, I didn't think there was too many shocks. One or two, maybe Calvin Munson making the team, I thought was a shock, and Adam Panky Pancake Panky making the team as well. Um, Munson, I actually thought Calvin Munson, Munson. To be honest with you, Munson, I should have seen it coming because he got a lot of snaps. I could reveal this now. He got a lot of snaps in special teams, so evidently uh, Danny Crossman and his colorful language liked. Munson. So we, are, we, are we allowed to talk about like what happened in camp now? Is the restriction gone? I guess we can. I really maybe we ought to check on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll just be really cryptic, but you know, pe- people can guess. Because I heard, I heard a rumor from an unsubstantiated source, substantiated, um, that two of our first round picks looked really, really good in camp. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just floating it out there. And yeah. I tell you what, I saw, I saw the team photos today. Noah Igbenogadei looks like an NFL player. Absolutely. Just the way, the way he carries himself. His, his arms are ridiculous. It could be the second coming of Patrick Sertan. Could be. Yeah. Same number. I, mean, I, heard, I don't want to say anything, but I heard that two of our first rounders were pretty damn good in camp. Yes. And the third, I, by the, and the way, I... Just okay. <laughs> he had his oh. moments. By the way, I was just going to say, I do have the official depth chart uh, in front of me. Nice. Just wow. freshly released, if, uh, if we want to go over that. If we want to well, go over that it. later. Let's hit it on the offensive line. What's going okay. on on that offensive line? Because Okay, look, we can I'm gonna try reveal. I'm going to try to guess it, okay? okay. I'm to try to guess Let's we'll see, see, see if you can guess it. Jesse Davis at right guard, and Robert Hunt starts at right tackle this Sunday. The rest no. is as we expected. <laughs> No, really? No. Okay. Okay. I, I am here. Oh, here's the offensive line: Austin Jackson, left tackle; Eric Flowers, left guard; Ted Karras, center; Solomon Kindley, right guard; Jesse Davis, it. right tackle. Hmm. Boom. Got it. Okay. Is that right? I thought, yeah. That's right. Well, Davis is a team captain, so he was going to he offensive team captain. And the Patriots have been horrendous against the running camp. Lawrence Guy is the only returning player. They've just put Bo Allen on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got absolutely nobody inside. You know, Byron Cowart uh, and Adam Butler are their defensive tackles. They've got nobody inside whatsoever. Um, I think the Dolphins are going to absolutely. That's why I think that's why Chandler Cox was kept on the roster. Um, I think the Dolphins are going to smash it down the Patriots' throats because, you know, you don't want to take on a Stephon Gilmore, JC Jackson, Jonathan Jones, Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, Adrian Phillips, Joe Williams, Carl Dugas, secondary, mm. when you can smash it down their throats without um, without Dante Hightower um, playing inside and when they've got nobody at defensive tackle, so... I would say I would say this offensive line depth chart is completely predictable to me, um, but has anybody got a guess where Adam Pancake Panky is uh, is is listed in the uh, in... backup left guard? Let's call it kicker Simon. 
<laughs> he is the backup to Solomon Kinley at right guard, evidently. Hmm. Okay. So oh, I, I'm just, just curious where they're going to slot him because clearly Michael Dieter is going to be behind Ted so Karras. Robert Hunt is slotted in as the swing tackle. Uh, well, he's 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 at right tackle behind Jesse okay. Davis. So um, I suspect that if anything were I suspect that if they were to pull Solomon off the field, then Jesse would just slide inside and Robert Hunt would come in. I think Robert Hunt's probably going to play as a sixth offensive lineman. I bet on that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as Simon said, this week they're going to, you know, they're going to want to smash it down the Patriots' throat. Um, so I think that you know, look for that. Look for that sixth offensive lineman uh, as a um, and and this is this is actually gets to the next uh, point about who they kept at tight end. I had thought they might keep Chris Myrick for some extra blocking power, mm-hmm. um, but they did not. So, uh, I th- so they I think have all of those all those snaps where they found Chris Myrick putting his hands up, mm-hmm. looking back at Tua Tagovailoa, saying, "I was going this way, and you threw it that way," and then Tua going right back at him. I think all of that meant something. All of camp. Well, he's on the practice squad, so and so it's not it's not all bad for him. But yeah. can you guess? Can you guess what the tight end depth chart looks like? I'm gonna go Gasecki, Shaheen number two, Smith three. Wow, you couldn't be more wrong if you tried. Wow. <laughs> the way you set it up, it was pretty obvious that it wasn't gonna be Gusecki. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. That's why I wanted to pounce on it when Alf got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Simon, do you have a guess for how the tight ends uh, shake out? I think Durham Smythe will be the starter. Cheater. <laughs> yes, your number I mean, one I, tight end is Durham Smith, followed by Mike Gusecki and Adam Shaheen coming in third. What do, we, what do we make of that? Does it does it carry any kind of meaning? You know what I make of that? I make of that that Mike Gusecki is, has a new position on this team, and it's called slot wide receiver. Yeah. No, I, I think that's probably accurate. Will Devontae play, Alf, this week? I don't know because, uh, uh, you know, he's mysteriously been absent for four days. Then he shows up for one day, practices, and then he's absent for another day. And then the team says, no, nah, he's fine. No, there's nothing going on with Devontae. And, you know, nobody's like, okay, like, uh, why is he not here? And they keep saying, oh, he's fine. He's fine. He doesn't have an injury. So I don't know. But if you have him on your fantasy team, you know, act accordingly, I would say. Because I don't know what's going on. So are you telling me then that not only do we have seven wide receivers on the roster listed in this depth chart, we have an eighth in Mike Gusecki? Yes. I would say so. Like, where's What the, the hell kind of offense are they going to run? Uh, uh, a lot of four wide receiver sets, I would say. <laughs> and I have, I have an idea of what they're thinking with this, and I can't reveal it because I did see it in camp. Nope. So, but you can guess. You yeah. want me to reveal it, because I didn't see it in camp. Okay, you can guess. Like, they have seven Actually, wide this would be guessing, because you've never told me anything. You've never told me anything. Is this correct? We'll get this notarized. Okay, go ahead. Hit it. <laughs> I think they're going to use Malcolm Perry uh, at both running back and wide receiver as sort of a, a wildcat back. Yeah. Yes. And that would be my guess. I, I mean, think, that, I think not, that's, that's, probably that's what he was. That's what he was in college. I mean, let's face it. I and mean, that's what he did at the Shrine game. He busted off a touchdown run on his first and only snap, I think. So you got to use him that way. Mm. Um, so I, I'd guess, I'd guess that he can be playing a little bit of running back. I guess that um, 
you know, not only Mike Gesicki, you know, I kind of wonder if my, uh, if Devontae Parker is not playing this week, for example, mm-hmm. um, I wonder if you might see Mike Gesicki on the outside. When do they have to release their injury report this week? Oh, I don't know that. I think the player that will benefit most based on what happened last year is Isaiah Ford, because Isaiah Ford gave JC Jackson absolute fits on underneath routes all mm. game long uh, and he had a really good game i think that ford although and he's ahead of matt collins in the depth chart i think ford will play a significant amount of snaps and catch five six seven balls fitzpatrick really built up a rapport with him and he showed last year that he could um he could take a good corner like jc jackson and take him out of the game completely mm. what about the running backs i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna guess first Am I okay. correct in thinking that Jordan Howard is the first and second down back? Well, he is listed first on the depth chart, so you're correct okay. in that regard. That makes sense to me. And, of course, Braid is number two, right? Yeah. yeah. That, would be a, that would be a shock. Yes. <laughs> Although Gaskin, I thought Gaskin, you know, I spoke to a couple of – I spoke to somebody inside the Dolphins, uh, um, which I say earlier this week, but late last week, who said that Miles Gaskin had been one of the most improved players on the team. Yeah, he was competent. I, I would say, you know, he didn't look like he did last year. Last year, he looked like, okay, this is a college guy trying to make an NFL roster, and I'm not sure he can play at this level. This year, he looked like he belonged. So, yeah, and Patrick Laird, you know, we just didn't see enough of him. He was wearing a, a red jersey for most of camp because he was injured early in camp. So, you know, I would say he's a candidate for being in ina- inactive this week, I would guess, because he hasn't had much contact in this camp. Do you think my- Malcolm Perry will be active? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You think so? That that's a good guess. I mean, it, it's really got to be a toss-up at this point, right? Uh, I, mean, I'll, I would be pretty certain of it. I would. Say oh, really? That. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like the confidence. Yeah. I think so. How many inactives are there? Uh, let's see. They do they bring forty-six to the game? So is that well fifty-three? So seven inactives. So you'd say okay. Bowden, Laird, mm-hmm. Parkey. Mm-hmm. That's three. Pankey. Um. Panky, even sorry, Munson four, Jamal Perry five, maybe Brandon Jones six, plus one other. Brandon Jones, inactive, huh? Well, he's yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I guess I've, I just, say it. I've just got the depth chart up in front of me, and he's the he's. I mean, it's Roe, McCain, Fajedlam, Kayvon Fraser, Brandon Jones. Mm-hmm. He's the fifth safety. Yeah, he is. And Bajellium is. Is, a, is a captain, so he has to be active. Yeah. yeah. On yeah. the defensive line, did they list four defensive linemen, and is one of them Raekwon Davis? Yeah, he's a backup she- nose tackle to Godshaw. I think okay. Shaheen might be inactive. I don't know, though, not against the Patriots because he's blocking so good. Yeah, but remember what I said? They're going to use Robert Hunt as a, as a sixth uh, offensive tackle, I think. So, I mean, if they need more than Durham Smith in the blocking department, I think they'll. I think they'll just turn to the offensive lineman, mm-hmm. or Dieter. I mean, you know, could be. Well, but then who else can play center? I guess Jesse Davis can play center. Jesse Davis could play center. He could kick Hunt out to guard. Yeah. Did they list three linebackers as starters on the depth chart or two? Yeah, Orlando four Roberts, Baker and Van Noy. Four. Oh yeah, and Shaq Lawson. Got, they've yeah. got they've got a three four up here. Okay. Did they put and we have Christian side, Wilkins. Weak side backer. Did they put Emmanuel Ogba as the? Well, they didn't. Back? They didn't, spec- no, they they didn't just, specify. It's just it's just linebacker, 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 and Ogba's yeah, playing yeah. defensive end. 
So they have they have basically. I mean, if you want to translate this into a four into like a four three, mm. then you would say that uh, Shaq Lawson and Emmanuel Ogba are your two defensive ends, which makes perfect yeah. sense with That's Christian Wilkins, Javon Godshaw in the middle uh, in the interior. Okay. So, um, and then uh, I think that, uh, but technically, Shaq Lawson is listed as a linebacker. Um, and Wilkins play, is listed as a starting defensive end. Right. And uh, and Lawson did play outside linebacker at Clemson, so um, that was that was his position. Andrew mm. Van Ginkle is behind him, mm. and um, and then probably a little bit nonsensically, the guy behind Kyle Van Noy is Sam Aguilbon. But uh, you know, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, and in the corners, that should be easy. Howard and mm-hmm. Jones and Igbenogany yep. as the designated mm-hmm. slot guy. Uh, there is no slot. There's no slot. So there is just two corner positions and Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, uh, Xavier Howard's not going to play this week. Is he? No, I don't think so. Uh, It's, I think Needham will play slot. Yeah. I think, I think Simon, you have it. I think Igmanagane is going to play on the outside. I think they're going to make things easy on him and play him on the outside. Now this is just what I suspect. I mean, it's just a guess. But um, the thing is, I think as well, make I mean, it easy on them. you look at the Patriots roster, and um, you know, certainly at the receiver position, it is um, you know, you'd imagine that Byron Jones is going to follow Julian Edelman wherever he goes. I, I suspect, and then mm-hmm. you know, and Keel Harry didn't have a great season last year. Jacoby Myers had dropsies, and then you're looking at Gunnar Oslowski, Damier Bird, and Matthew Slater. And Gunnar, in fact, I've said his name wrong. Gunnar. Olszewski mm-hmm. is the fifth receiver. Can you tell me what college he went to? Because it's a college I've literally never heard of. Hmm. hmm. Let me well, let me look it up. If I had to guess, then I would say uh... <laughs> <laughs> he says as he Googles rapidly, you cheating fuck. <laughs> He went to ben, ben you know State University. I was Simon. I was just gonna make. I was just gonna make a lawnmower uh, joke here. But can you guess? Can you guess what Bemidji State's mascot is? Yeah, the beaver. Bucky the beaver. Bucky oh, the no, beaver. That's, that's a great, great mascot. <laughs> By the way, Ryan Izzo is their starter, the Patriots starter at tight end. I remember what? him at Florida State. Yeah, he is. is he, yeah, is he uh, related to to Larry? Izzo? To Larry? I don't know. By any chance? I mean, Larry yeah. did play for the Patriots for a long time. But wow, that's yeah. the, how how the mighty have fallen. We've gone from Gronk to Ryan Izzo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that's not a great. It doesn't uh, matter. He's not... still going to catch like five for eighty-five against us. <laughs> that, that's not a great indictment of. Devon Asiasi and Dalton Keaton, is it that that they got mm. beaten out by Ryan Izzo? I do like Asiasi though, but uh, yeah, that's not maybe. But you know, they play they play games, right? The Patriots always do, right? Yeah, of course so, they do. yeah, like um, they're gonna they're gonna move this around, like you know. Yeah, they might have man. That's it's not a good Travis Patriots Kelsey playing on Sunday on paper. Oh, you know, I forgot about Dalton Keaton. Dalton Keaton is good too. I would look out for both of those guys. Hmm. Personal. It's not a great team on paper, though, is it? No, it's no, not. it's not. And they got rid of Mohamed Sanu, 
yeah. um, at wide receiver. So as you were saying before, you know, we're talking about just essentially uh, Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry with Jacoby Myers can, can play a little bit. And, um, and Demir Bird, I mean, if there's one thing that you know that Demir Bird can do is he can fly. And he's, yeah, he he's a, um, he is a long speed, you know, super fast dude. And so actually, I think, I think you're probably going to get um, some matchups between he and Noah Igbenogany deep. Um, I think they don't have a kicker on the roster. Yeah. They both got Nick, rid of the, uh, the, the white supremacist, right? The not the Nazi and Nick folk are both on the practice squad. Yeah. Oh, well that's, yeah, okay. So, so their, their depth chart is literally just a punter and a long snapper, which I think is hilarious. Also, so they're just not going to kick. They, this not. team is so tanking. How do people not know this? What I love about their, um, what, and I, I, you know, he's in my favorite film of all time, which is um, Lost in Translation, but Bill Murray made it onto the uh, practice squad as a defensive tackle for the Patriots, which I think is magnificent given his age. I think that's, that's remarkable. That's the story of, train, of camp. Uh, Why are we not talking about that? I don't know. Here's what I find active, unfortunately. I look at their depth chart, and here's what I find interesting. All of us here like like Josh Uki, right? Who? I like Josh Uki. What? What did you just say? Uki. Say that. Josh Lager. No, no, no. Just say say it like you did before. Well, (laughs) I I I spat out Uki, but I've drank like eight beers today. So, did you drink eight Lagers? Yeah, no, eight lagers. No, they were actually pilsners. Did you, actually, did you have an UK lager? <laughs> did you have a Did you have a pilsner? No. <laughs> but I look, this, a, I look at this. An Irish Guinness. <laughs> I look at this group of linebackers, and I guess they're getting all their pass rush from Chase Winovich. That, that, that that's it. That's who we have to block. Uh, I think. Oh. Um, I, I Blitzer is just constant. I think Derek Rivers has been uh, has been pretty impressive in camp, and and, and obviously mm-hmm. Dietrich Wise is a good player. Um, he's a Derek Rivers is a, you know he's he's a straight up. I'm surprised that they keep him around actually a little bit because he he's not all that compatible with I think uh, with what um, what Belichick likes the most because he is a straight speed guy. Mm-hmm. To me, he is. I think you'll see um, a lot of Uche and Anthony Jennings. Um, John Simon, you know. the edge. John Simon, John Simon's a solid player. Chris, yeah. uh, thank God, um, thank God, Al's been drinking beer because God knows what he'd what he'd say if he'd been drinking Tanqueray. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Tanqueray, uh, I'm pouring some shots of Tequila. <laughs> everybody's been making everybody's been making their their predictions this year, and of course, everybody has a, an article out in the last two days. Most notably, your favorite, Simon, Peter King. Pick the Dolphins to win the division. This caught me by surprise. He also has them winning 10 games. I don't see it. Love a, love a bit of Peter King, but I don't see that. No. I'll ask Kaylin, actually, because Kaylin Kaler has joined uh, the Gridiron Magazine podcast for the season. Um, so I'll ask her whether or not Peter's high or whatever tomorrow <laughs> when we record. Um, I was surprised. when So he had them as the four seed and the, and the champions of the AFCs, which I don't see. I mean, I, I think there'll be an incremental improvement. And I know, I do know that they are significantly happy with their with their lot. You know, I think they, mm. they think they're much improved as a team. And uh, there is a quiet confidence, I think, of the words I'd use in, internally in terms of what they 
the path that they're on. I, I don't think they think they're there, but I think they think they're better than some people think they might be. Mm. Um, and I think they're thrilled with Davis. They're thrilled with Strobridge. They're thrilled with Jackson. They're thrilled with Igbenogane. And obviously, you know, it's still early with Tour in terms of all the things that he has to, to do. But I, I know they're very happy with his off-field stuff. Um, and the good days that he had in camp, they're thrilled with as well. So, bright days ahead. As long as they don't yeah. fuck it up next year, you know. But I, I wonder, I wonder, because I think, and especially this is the sense that I got all through camp, um, you know, there was a lot of, I think, upside surprise in camp. People were talking about the offensive line being better than than we would have expected. Um, what if what if that was just camp, <laughs> you know, um, what if, you know, that's got to show out during the games because otherwise the reports and, and observations and Alf, you were there from camp um, uh, offensively, it, the offense looked kind of, it sounded kind of sloppy to be yes. honest. Yeah. Um, and, and so if, if they're counting on the offensive line to be, you know, what it looked like in camp to some people, so that they can really jam the ball down the Patriots' throat, um, which might work. You know, I mean, clearly they're they're soft up the middle, um, or they have that look right now. The Patriots do, uh, and it doesn't happen that way. You know, say Belichick just schemes and is like, "Well, I'm just going to put, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to go with, um, you know, uh, what's shit, my brain is my brain is fried uh what's the what's the what's the front where you uh where you cover up the guards and the center oh like a 46 you mean nah well i mean it, they use it in a 46 but and i don't know my brain brain fart forgive me but um you know if they just uh they use that front uh oh, 52, to, you def- mean. a 52 front yeah i mean it could be using a 52 um it's not. I'm talking. It's it's got a word. It's not an oaky front. I I don't think. But um, it's it's something else. My brain is just completely fried today. I'm sorry. I'm a little under the weather. Um. So uh. Yeah. If, I mean, Belichick just schemes that up, and then all of a sudden you got the run taken away. Even if your offensive line are doing pretty good. Um. Or it can happen that way. So that that's what I worry about. The sloppiness of the offense in camp. Um, does it translate out in the field if the offensive line is not translating out out onto the field during the games the way it did during camp? Well, my main concern on the offense was that wide receiver core. And I, I think that Albert Wilson opting out and even Alan Hearns to a lesser extent opting out, you know, it mattered. Did they replace those guys adequately by picking up Antonio Callaway and trading for Lynn Bowden? Simon? Um, well, I mean, you can't, there's no replacement for experience. Right. Um, and we all like Albert Wilson, certainly. I mean, I think Hearns was probably a bubble guy who probably would have made it given the contract. Um, but you know, I like Mac Hollins actually. Um, I like Isaiah Ford. I liked him at Virginia tech and I like the way he battled through injuries and he's a, he's a smart route runner and he's a decent player and he showed, you know, intelligence in finding zones, um, you know, big games on the road at the back end of last season. Um, and I'm intrigued to look, I love Lynn Bowden at, 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 um, at, um, at Kentucky. I'm really intrigued to see what he does. I, you know, I'm, I'm not sold that I believe the, um, I'm not sold that I believe the, the stories coming out of, New, the, the, out of Las Vegas. It seemed very, um, it seemed very sort of 
covering their own asses. Um, mm. All of a sudden, these stories were leaked about how he was out buying cars and he, you know, his tattoos. And it's like, come on, Lynn Bowden's got 76 tattoos or whatever. This is not something new. He started getting tats when he was, you know, 15 years of, uh, of age. This is not all of a sudden a big story. I mean, there was a, there was a big piece about in the Lexington Courier about three years ago about why he has so many, you know, he loves body art. That This isn't a big story, guys, you know. Um, the fact that he moved into running back and essentially just took and just tried to turn him into Josh Jacobs part two took away from what he does best. You know, there's a reason why he won the Paul Hornig award, which was because um, he was the most versatile player in college football in terms of what he was able to do. So just play to his strengths. I never understand why people draft, you know, use high draft pick on somebody and then just try and turn them into something they're not, mm. you know? So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Dolphins have done a, as good a job as they can in you know Albert Wilson's when healthy is not necessarily easy to replace but um I'm intrigued to see what happens I, I think it's uh you know as long as Parker plays it's a struggle if Parker doesn't play and you you know you're asking a lot of Preston Williams as well I mean I know we're excited about him but you're still asking a lot mm. Mm. I, I agree with that um I, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes for them to get uh Lynn Bowden you know for mm. him to come along speed yeah because um you know, uh, Chan Gailey talked about him, I think, today. And his quotes about him, you know, didn't – he's like, you know, I don't know anything about him. Uh, Josh Grizzard and and Brian Flores were kind of showing me some tape of him and trying to tell me what he can do. But, you know, we'll see. And, you know, he's, he's sounded very lukewarm on him. Um, like he – so I wouldn't expect to see him right away. I wouldn't expect to see him maybe any time in the next four weeks, really. He's a newcomer. Um, so I think that it'll be interesting there, but clearly I, I'm, Albert Wilson was a gadget player. I mean, to me, um, mm. you know, he played like a gadget player. So, so they want some of those them between Malcolm Perry and Lynn Bowden, even Jakeem Grant, you know, they want some gadget players on the roster and they're going to, they're going to play with it. And we're going to find out, we're going to find out what they've got in mind. I think, um, you know, this week might not be as much of that, um, I guess we'll see, but, um, but I think Simon, I think your instincts are on about what they're going to do this week, but this season, you know, yeah, you're going to see some, you're going to see some weird stuff out there. We saw some mm. weird stuff last year. Um, mm. They're, they're bold. I mean, that's, that's the, that's Brian Flores' MO. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Now I have some ideas of how the dolphins are going to play offense this year or how they, they will, at least try to play offense this year. I guess you got to look at those two running backs, but what confuses me is I look at the Patriots. Obviously Tom Brady is gone. Okay. Now you got to figure you bring in a guy like Cam Newton. Cam Newton is, I guess the the exact opposite of what Tom Brady is. Are they really going to adjust the offense or are they just going to hand him the playbook that Tom Brady ran for 16 years and say, here, do it. Simon, what do you think they're going to do? But I, th- I think that the, the whole beauty of the Patriots offense during the Josh McDaniels era was the fact that, you know, season by season, they essentially just changed everything. You know, they were they, they ran two tight ends, two backs, four receivers, motion. You know, they just did so many different things year on year. And, and in fact, week on week, you know, they, they essentially just played match-up football. So I think their ability to change um, chameleon-like the offense mm-hmm. has never been an issue for Josh McDaniels. And I just think, you know, 
he's one of the coaches and Belichick clearly one of the coaches that just understands that put people in the best position to win. And if that means changing up, you know, how you play, then, then so be it. Clearly when you've got somebody like Cam Newton who can still, you know, escape the pocket and make significant yards with his feet and keep plays alive, you're obviously going to have to change the, you know, you're obviously going to have to change the way that you play a little bit because that wasn't obviously, that wasn't Tom's strength, but yeah, I, I definitely think you're going to see a different, um, because you don't want him standing in the pocket 35 times a game and and just throwing because that's again mm. you're just taking away from what he does best i just don't think you'll see that where he's most electric and where he's most frustrating to play against is when he breaks contain and then can can option in terms of either throwing on the move or just using that big old 250 pound body to you know reminiscent of the the, the days back at um the days back at Auburn, just running over people and picking up first downs and stuff. I think that's the cam that you'll see because I'd be very surprised if McDaniels has tried to mold him into Tom Brady 2.0. I would go back and look at what the Patriots did in 2016 when Tom Brady didn't play under suspension. They had to go to Jacoby Brissett. He's clearly a different quarterback than Tom Brady. They just completely changed the uh, offensive approach with him at the helm. Uh, They were throwing the ball less. You know, They threw the ball nine times against us. Um, as they won 31 24. Um, and they, they threw the ball, I think, 19 times uh, against the next opponent as they beat Houston 20 27 nothing. So, um, or at least Jacoby only threw nine passes against us uh, in that first game um, because Jimmy Garoppolo did the rest. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I think, you know, really look at that because that, I mean, even in game, you can see the, the, the changes that they make. Mm-hmm. And they're just so they're so adaptable. They, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo starts the game, throws three touchdowns, but he can't finish the game because he gets hurt. And then it's a completely different show with Jacoby Brissett just in game. Um, and then for a couple more games, you know, they they play with Jacoby Brissett that way. And wasn't wasn't McDaniel wasn't that McDaniel's in uh, in in Denver when he had when he took Tim Tebow to the playoffs? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean that that just shows shows everything there everything you need to know too um so i think that uh yeah the infant they're very very adaptable they're gonna have and i don't think they're gonna worry about i mean they've only got cam newton on a one-year deal it's a cheap deal and um he's appreciating the chance to start and uh and and then make a bigger contract next year by the way I, i'm pretty sure that the guy that took tim tebow to the playoffs was adam case <laughs> yeah adam gase and josh mcdaniels uh, it was josh mcdaniels is coaching it, and adam gase was was he a quarterback coach at the time i think i believe i don't think so. he was, was even he? he wasn't even yeah he wasn't even the offensive coordinator because that was the uh the dude that took the san diego although job. he took credit for it adam gase took credit for it yeah he often did <laughs> um so but anyway uh you know getting back to it they're 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 very adaptable you're gonna see and they're not gonna worry about burning out cam newton because he's on a one-year rental and um and so I don't think, you know, they're, they're burning the boats there. They're, they're, not, uh, they're not worried about a return trip with Cam Newton. Now, on the defensive side, Simon, obviously this changes a few things because I can't see for the life of me how the Patriots are going to put three and four wide receivers out there, right? So this, this kind of goes against one of our strengths, which is our secondary. Like we kind of want somebody to try to throw it all over the lot against us, right? So they're, evidently they're going to try to run the ball 40 times against us would that be a good guess um i don't really know what they're going to do frankly i mean it's 
you know, but you know, I, I could absolutely see a scenario where they where they short pass us to death with James White and with Rex Burkhead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, look at look at that offensive line. You know, it's still got Shaq Mason, it's still got Joe Tooney, it's still got Isaiah Wynn. Um, I think that David Andrews is back, obviously. Um, Yodi Kajust is is probably the the weak link at right tackle. Um, but that, that would not surprise me to see White and Burkhead catch a significant amount of passes. Damian Harris mm. um, has gone to IR. Um, but yeah, I, that that would not surprise me at all. Just, and also the know. tight ends. I mean, Ryan Izzo aside, yeah. I don't know what to expect out of him, but I know I know what Dalton Keene and Devin Asiasi can do, um, and they can catch balls. So, um, yeah, I'd look out for them. All right, on the Dolphins' side, on the offensive side for the Dolphins, it's kind of obvious. Uh, that secondary for the Patriots, it's still as good as it was. Okay, they don't have Patrick Chung, so what? I like what they have. Like you just look at it up and down. I like their. I even like. I. I don't. Cal Duggar. Like, okay, he didn't make it onto as a, as a starter, but he's gonna play a lot. I would say. I like that secondary. Now they threw against that secondary last year at the end of the season to great success, but we don't know if we have Devontae Parker for this game. But it's kind of obvious what we're gonna try to do. I would say forty rushes, Chris. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the plan. Um you know, we'll see, we'll see how it works out. But uh, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. And between Kyle Duggar, JC Jackson and Jason McCordy and, and Steven Gilmore, um, and, you know, without even getting into other guys that can play in that secondary, Jonathan Jones and, you know, et cetera. Um, Joe Joan Williams, Adrian Phillips. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. They got some play and they got some guys that can play there. Um, so if you, so Miami, thinks that they're going to stack them up and challenge their front. I hope they're prepared schematically to do that. And, and by the way, it was a bear front that I was brain farting on. Um, so um, yeah, if, if Miami's, if Miami's really going to go after it that way, I hope they're prepared with enough tricks for getting the ball to the, for getting the ball to the outside against those fronts. Um, because that's, that's going to be the key. I think because uh, otherwise Belichick will use some bare fronts and, and it won't work. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, but we talk about the gadget players that they have. We know that Jakeem Grant can get to the outside. We know that, um, you know, Malcolm Perry, if he's active, they might throw him out there and, and something might happen. And we know that Matt Breda can certainly run to the outside. So, um, so that'll be the key. Now, Simon, let me ask you this. If you're going to match up against Cam Newton and you think, because we really don't know, if, if, if the Dolphins were being cagey, we're talking about the New England Patriots here. Like, you know, who knows? They, they might have somebody else at quarterback when, when they kick off on Sunday. We don't know anything <laughs> of what, about what they're going to do. But, Simon, if it is Cam Newton and you figure, okay, they're going to pound the hell out of us, okay, I, I guess we're going to – we're going to stack the box, but I would say against Cam Newton, you want to get speed on the field because you don't want them to have 80 yards rushing because I can tell, I can tell our listeners right now, watch that rushing yards number. If Cam Newton has 80 yards, we probably lost guys. So I guess you want to have speed on the field against a Cam Newton led offense. Don't you Simon? 
I think what you need, though, is you need sensible, intelligent football players, which is where Kyle Van Noy comes in, which is, you know, where Jerome Baker comes in. You're going to need Shaq Lawson to do, you know, a really good job of setting the edge and forcing back inside. Um, and I think you might you might see the Dolphins play some uh, significantly more pure 4-3 than you'd see, maybe just to get a Landon Roberts, you know, a really short tackler, a, a real thumper um, on the field. And I think on third downs, you might, you might see some Grugia Hill because he's very athletic um, and, and for Jedlam as well, who, who's speedy and athletic. It uh, wouldn't surprise me to see them uh, hit the field perhaps more than you'd expect to, just to try and neutralise, you know, when, when, when Newton breaks the pocket. But I, I think it, uh, you know, speed is speed. Everybody's fast in the NFL. I think, you know, what you, what you really need is fundamentally good football players, sound football players. And I think in Roberts, in Baker, um, especially obviously in Van Noy, um, you know Lawson is a is a good run defender. I I, I think it just needs people knowing where they're supposed to be, um, and doing their jobs um, because that will that that's as and it's easy to say, you know, when the maelstrom of an NFL snap happens, it isn't always that that easy to actually control. But I think that's what you're going to need on Sunday. I look at if I if I were the Patriots, I would see Eric Rowe at strong safety and Bobby McCain at free safety and think that I just want to challenge them that I want to challenge them physically uh, because Eric Rowe is a, is a cornerback convert and now he's playing sort of a strong safety position. Um, and Bobby McCain is a corner convert and now he's the last line of defense. And so, uh, you know, uh, I would probably be tempted to spread the field on the offense and then get that huge six foot six or, you know, whatever he is uh, and 250 pound monster Cam Newton out into the uh you know on the hoof against uh some of the smaller defensive secondary players if you've if you've managed to to induce Miami into the right personnel packages that you want um you know really challenge them that way uh and so you know personally that's what I would want to do I would want to focus on seeing if I couldn't get bigger tougher players um into into the secondary against miami's uh you know corner converts to safety i think one way they can add speed on defense is playing uh Kevon frazier a little bit at linebacker and mm. i i'm, I'm not going to say he's going to be a spy but he could be a box safety against this team especially if they're gonna if they're just going to line up in you know in 21 personnel and try to smash it at us or 12 personnel and just smash it at us Kevon Frazier makes sense in place of Bobby McCain or Eric Rowe, namely Eric Rowe, I would say, because Bobby McCain is a guy that they figure to play single high. I don't know why, but he's a captain. So he's eventually, he's obviously going to get a lot of snaps. I don't think you'll see Rowe come off the field that much. He's too smart a player. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And you got, you kind of need somebody for, for James White. This is not going to be an easy game. They're, they are, you know, they're depleted from last year. But last year was a Super Bowl contender. This is, you know, a run-of-the-mill average football team. It, that could be anything from 7-9 and nine to 10-6 and six even if Cam Newton is healthy and has a good season. So, yeah, the, it, we don't know much, but we do know this is not going to be an easy challenge. Before we pick the game, and we're going to pick the game, and we're going to pick the season, Chris is going to tell you how you can bet on this game. Well, you know, now that the season is back, winning season has returned, you can go to mybookie.ag, and that's mybookie uh, has uh, has doubling of your first deposit, and especially if you use promo code 
three yards. So uh, you go, this is winning season, survivor, super contest, and squares. Um, hit all your parlays, props, you know, just, uh, just put your feet up and watch your, uh, watch your team go. Watch your investments uh, kick in some more money and uh, use your intuition. That's at mybookie.ag. If you use our promo code, you can double your first deposit and new players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the game you bet. So from live betting championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at mybookie. Yeah, and of course, that line as of right now is minus six Patriots. Mm. The over-under is 43 and a half. Nah, I'm taking it. Yeah, I would take the Because that means the Patriots are six-point favorites. Yes. Yeah, I'm taking it. Yeah, I would take those six points. Uh, I think think there's a strong chance. I think there's a strong chance they're tanking. They're not even going to bring a kicker to the game because they're (laughs) going to go for it on every every, every point. You think I'm kidding. You think I'm kidding. They'll score a touchdown, and they'll go for it on two because they don't have a kicker in the game. Uh, They'll use a punter to to do kickoffs. I think, you know, seriously, I, I, I don't know if they're really trying. All right, let's pick the game first. Simon, who wins? Give me a score. Um, I think, oh, is it in, it's in Foxborough, isn't it? Yes, there's no fans. I, fans none. I think, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I think Miami wins 2019. Hmm, okay. Chris? I'm going to say Miami wins uh, 17 to 12. Wow. It's a good defensive performance by the Dolphins. I got the Dolphins and no, winning. And no extra points from, from the Patriots. <laughs> All right. I got the Dolphins winning 24 17. Late touchdown by Preston Williams. All right. Now let's do the season. Now, everybody's gone crazy on NFL Live, on ESPN. Uh, I saw that they, they said, okay, pick a team that was bad last year is going to make a big jump. And they had four guys, and three of them picked the Dolphins to make the playoffs. Now, I have some thoughts. Simon, what are yours? What happens this season? Give me a win total, and where does this season end? Um, I think seven and nine and missing the playoffs. Okay, that's fair. I, I, just, think that I, I, I just think that it's a year away. Yeah. The project is clearly on a decent track, but I just think it's not it's not ready yet. That's in my range. I got the range seven to nine wins, nine being the highest. I don't see 10. I really don't. If they win 10 games, they, they overachieved. They overachieved and possibly won a Coach of the Year award for Brian Flores if they win 10 because I think 10 wins the division this year. So I got the, the range from seven to nine wins. So seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. I'm going to go high. I'm going to go, I'm going to be the optimist. I'm going to say they win nine games. They go nine and seven. They make the playoffs as the last seed and lose by 10 points to the Texans in the first round. Chris. Well, you know, fuck it. Go big or go home, right? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say they do go 10 and six and make the playoffs. Uh, and here's why. Uh, if there's ever a year for them to reach out and grab it, it's this year with New England in total transition. Half of their half of their starting roster seemed like they opt out of the season. Tom Brady's gone. You know, no Rob Gronkowski. Um, the Patriots 
are in turmoil this year, maybe even tanking. That's my personal opinion. The Jets are in turmoil um, totally. You know, the Buffalo Bills, I think they're still pretty strong. So, so it's going to be kind of a battle between Miami and Buffalo. So with two, you know, with two guys in the uh, AFC East that are floundering, I think we'll be both bolstered by some wins that way. We might even get five out of the division, to be honest, um, and which you know would be astonishing given our given the history, but mm-hmm. it's within reach. So uh, you know, yeah, I really think I, this could be the. Year. I, I had been setting up for you know, hey, there's going to be these massive expectations. Miami's going to you know, it's not going to be there yet, and I get it. And we probably are a year away um, from being you know better. But I think that at some point, too, is going to get in there. Some things on offense are going to start to rationalize a little bit better when he, um, when he does get in there. And, um, and they've got a lot of weapons that I really like at wide receiver uh, between Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant. Now you throw in Malcolm Perry and then see what Lynn Bowden can do hmm. as you go on. And I don't, you know, I, I agree with Simon about Isaiah Ford and Matt Collins. They can certainly play. The running backs can all play. Um, or at least the the top two we know can play, and Miles Gaskins coming along in camp pretty well. I, they've they've got weapons, and I think that as the season goes on, you know, when we switch at some point from Ryan Fitzpatrick to two, it's not going to look bad with Fitzpatrick necessarily, mm-hmm. but I think that some somehow we're going to find our way into to a to a uh, in the starting position at some point in place of Fitzpatrick and it's all going to look a little bit more rational and the offense is going to get better and better as the season goes on and then on defense you know hey they do have they do have some really good players there with Byron Jones Xavier and Howard Noah Igbenogany I didn't even think necessarily that Xavier Howard is going to make it untraded uh to the season but he has and so so he's there and that means he's a good player and he's going to be used he's going to be he's going to find himself on the field I think they added a nice key player with Kayvon Frazier um and then Kyle Van Noy uh and Jerome Baker and Alandon Roberts as uh as a Mike linebacker I just think it's all it's going to work especially and they're going to get better as the season goes on and uh and this is the year this is the year because there's so much turmoil in the AFC East. So fuck it. I'm going to say 10 and six. And I think they are going to go to the playoffs, but do they win the division? Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I I think they're going to win the division this year. I agree with that. If they get 10 wins, they win the division. I think 10 wins the division this year, but I don't see, I don't see that happening. I have them at nine. I got Buffalo at 10, 10 gets in for Buffalo as division winners. Now this is our last chance to do it. So might as well ask you guys, and I'll start with Simon, the Super Bowl, the two participants and the winner. Because I asked four friends of mine, you know, what they thought as far as who's going to win the Super Bowl because I wanted to get in a future bet. And everybody had different teams in the, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so the two participants, Simon, and the winner. Last um, chance to pick it. Baltimore mm-hmm. and New Orleans and Baltimore okay. win. And look out for a dark horse, the Denver Broncos. I like the Broncos. They have talent. That's a talent. If Drew Locks, if Drew Locks any good, that team could be really good. I really, really, I really, really like Minnesota's roster. I love the Vikings roster. Their only problem is that quarterback. You know, but that's a pretty big position to have a problem at. But he can be so good at times. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And the problem is, can he be good enough for two games in the playoffs? I say no. And I say mm-hmm. New Orleans is in the Super Bowl this year. And you're going to get that dream matchup. You're going to get Drew Brees on the way out against the best quarterback in football, Patrick Mahomes, as the Kansas City Chiefs attempt to repeat, but they don't. And the Saints win the Super Bowl. They beat the Chiefs. Chris. Well, I, I, you kind of stole my thunder there because I, I, think, I think it's the Kansas City Chiefs again. I think mm-hmm. um, you know, they're establishing something. And this is going to be something that's long lived and we're going to be talking about them pretty much every year, exactly like this and uh, just get used to that. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I do, I do have the Kansas city chiefs in to represent the AFC uh, who would I have the, in the NFC? I mean, naturally I'm inclined just like you guys are to talk about new Orleans. Um, but, you know, just to be a little bit different, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put Philadelphia in there mm-hmm. because I, um, you know, I just, I, I think that uh, this is going to, this is prime. This is prime opportunity for Carson Wentz to have a bounce back year, sort of the, the second year after, after, you know, severe injury type of um, type of bounce back. Um, so if he's, if he, if he can reach what he was a couple years ago, um, then I think that, uh, that, you know, we're, we're looking at something pretty good for the, uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. So you have Kansas city repeating. It's interesting that Nate Brolson said, said that, uh, they asked him to pick dynasties in the AFC and he said, Kansas city and Miami. <laughs> <laughs> and we're a popular pick for whatever reason. We're a popular pick. People like Tua Tungvaluwa. They like the direction of the team. I think, man, I think they're talented, but like one of my favorite sayings is a, a mile wide and an inch deep. Mm. Dolphins have to stay healthy. They stay healthy. This game could end in the first round, in my opinion, in the first round of the playoffs, probably against the Texans team. But man, they just got to stay healthy because I don't think that the depth is there. The depth will come this off season with another good draft and some key free agent acquisitions. It's funny you say that because I do think they have defensive line depth. I yes. like Zach Sealer well, I would and agree Raekwon with Davis a lot. Yes, I would agree. And with I think that. I think they've got a lot of bodies in the secondary too, right? You'd agree with that too? Uh, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard with Noah Igbenogany behind them. But and even on the defensive line, even on the defensive line, if, uh, you know, you know, God forbid, because I think I, I think he's set to have a really good season, Emmanuel Ogba goes, goes down. Mm-hmm. Man, they got problems. Like, you know, how do you make up for him? A heavy-handed yeah. defensive end that gets after the quarterback. Like he's in no, a piece. I, I agree. I agree. Um, and I, I think that, yeah, I think, I think at the pass rusher, there's, there's maybe not enough depth there, but I think they've got depth in the secondary. I think they've got depth in the big boys, at defensive line. Um, you know, who knows about the offensive line? Cause we don't even know if the starters are good, let alone the depth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, and then, then I think I've, I think they've got depth along the skill positions too. So, uh, and certainly, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, whom, how many teams do you say the starting quarterback goes down and you might even be better off? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I might be. I don't want to bend anybody knows, anybody's nose the wrong way. But, you know, if Tua gets in there. Um, I think, you know, so in certain respects, Miami does have good depth, actually. But, uh, but yeah, I, 
I agree with you. There's some certain key positions. All right. Enjoy Thursday night. Thursday night, there's actually some college football too. Hurricanes kickoff. But, you know, Thursday night, you have the Chiefs and the Texans. Enjoy Thursday night. And, of course, enjoy the Sunday that we're going to have because for a while there, we didn't think we would get it. But now we're getting it. So enjoy it while we have it. Of course, I forgot to tell you guys, on Sunday at 1130, we're going to do a pregame show. You've been watching all these Heat pregame shows, and you've been seeing me on there. And, yeah, I do Heat pregame shows now, too. We're going to have a Dolphins pregame show from 1130 to 12, an hour before kickoff. So tune into that. It's going to be on the YouTube channel for the Five Reasons Sports Network. We will see you then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.